0: Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining me today. I wanna take a few minutes and talk about three benefits to meditation. Uh, Bible meditation is something that a lot of Christians know about or have some familiarity, they see it in the Bible, but something I believe very few actually take time to do it and apply to it. So we'll get to those benefits in just a minute, but first, what is meditation? Sometimes when people hear meditation, all they know of or what they think of is Eastern meditation, where that's, that's where you've got people uh, sitting cross-legged l- lotus flowers and making humming noises and those kinds of things. Eastern meditation is about trying to empty yourself, whereas Bible meditation is about getting yourself full, not trying to get yourself empty. Richard Foster has a book called Celebration of Disciplines, and he's got a chapter on that. It'd be a great one to check out to read more about Bible meditation. But when we talk about Bible meditation, basically we're trying to focus our mind on the Word of God, taking time to hear God speak to us. And so a great way to do that is just to, as you read the Bible every day, take time to follow up with a, a verse or a, a line from what you read, if you read a chapter or two chapters, just to take time, a verse that stood out to you, or just pick any verse, really, and then add, add an additional couple of minutes onto your quiet time just to, to reflect and to think about that that passage, just to go over it and over it in your mind. So there's a lot of people who read God's, or I'm sorry, a lot of Christians that don't bother reading God's Word at all, and then some that do read God's Word, but again, very few who take time to meditate, that if they do read God's Word, they just read it and they move on to the next thing, and that's it. They're done. What I would love for you to do and what I would encourage you to do is to start with five minutes after you read the Bible to go over a verse, just to spend some time thinking about it. Think about a line from the Word of God. Or something that I sometimes do is Pick a verse for a week and just let that be the verse that you're going to meditate on for the, for the week. Right now, I've been thinking about John chapter 15, verse 5. So if I'm sitting at a traffic light or I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just laying there thinking before I go back to sleep. I've got a verse, I know, this is my verse that I'm thinking about. It's the verse where Jesus told his disciples, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, you can bear much fruit, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. So all week, that's been something I've been meditating on, just kind of chewing on, going over and over in my mind. And as I, as I do that, I'm, I'm feeding on the word of God. So th- that's basic meditation, and I want to talk about three benefits, and this is not an exhaustive list. Really, it's going to be very basic, very simple, but that's, that's the way it is with a lot of the things um, when we talk about growing in our walk with the Lord, growing as a man of God or as a woman of God, that it's very simple, it's very basic, it's just a matter of actually doing the basics. It's similar to when people want to get healthy, but they're not getting healthy. It's not that they don't know what to do. More often than not, they know the things to do to get healthy. They know it's about diet, it's about exercise, but they're waiting for some secret or some shortcut and instead of just doing the basics that they already know to do. Eat healthier, exercise more. It's the same thing with, with growing as a Christian. A lot of times it's the simple, basic stuff that you already know. It's maybe not impressive. It's It's obvious. It's just actually doing those things that we know to do. So the first one is this. First benefit of being someone who meditates on the word of God is that as you do it it becomes ingrained in you that it becomes part of you. So I don't mean I don't mean to brag, I don't mean to be proud, but I can tie my shoes and and hardly even think about what I'm doing when I tie my shoes. Impressive, I know. But I remember when I was a kid, when I was four years old or so, I had a Snoopy doll. It was a Snoopy the dog, like a stuffed animal. And he had a, a jacket that you could zip up. He had some buttons that you could do. One of his shoes had a buckle. The other shoe had laces that you could tie. And I would practice tying, learning how to tie shoes on my Snoopy doll, and it... I would try and try and try and I would mess it up and I'd tie a knot and I I would be so focused and there's all different little tips that people give you when you're trying to learn how to tie your shoes. I remember one was you you make a tree and then with the other lace, it's the rabbit running around the tree and runs into the hole. All those different kinds of things, so focused, so intentional, trying to learn how to tie my shoes myself. This morning, I, I tied my shoes And the reason I know that is because my shoes are tied right now. I don't even really remember doing it. I was probably listening to a podcast, having a conversation with someone in my family. You you know, it just kind of happened automatically. I did it without even thinking about it. How did I get to that point where it used to be so hard and I had to be so focused and, and couldn't be distracted or I'd mess everything up to where I can do it without even thinking about it? Just very simple. Just doing it over and over and over again. And by repetition, I got it in me to where it's automatic. There's lots of examples we could use along those lines. My wife and I, our family, we just moved, but the house that we used to live in, we lived there for 18 years. And I remember the first time we ever went to that house with a real estate agent that we were working with, had us meet her there, and we had to get directions to the house. We'd never been there. We probably printed stuff off of Yahoo or MapQuest. We used to have to print directions out and had to follow it, go down this road, take a right, take a left, being careful to look at the numbers on the houses, trying to figure out the address. Okay, I think, I think this is it. We had to be very focused. We'd mess things up, very intentional. But over 18 years, I, I've driven to that house thousands and thousands of times. Every evening, leaving work, going home to have dinner with my family. I could, I could pull in the driveway at the end of the day and not even remember the, the drive home that I was talking on the phone or just thinking about my day, thinking about what we're gonna have for dinner. And I I just kind of mindlessly Drove home successfully didn't miss any turns, I made the right choices the whole way there. Why again, just repetition doing it over and over and over uh, again it's the same way with the Word of God that the Word of god it 's great to have it in a book to carry around with you, but if you really want to use it and get it to be a part of you where you're making the right decisions you you don't have to constantly just be super um mindful of, it's just happening automatically, is to get it absorbed in you, ingrained in you. And the way that you do that is through taking time to meditate on the Word of God. So you can take a verse, you know, be kind to one another. Well, I, I want to be kind all the time just without even thinking. That's just my natural mode of operation. Well, then I need to get that, that part of the Word of God in me, ingrained in me, so that it can become uh, a, part, a part of me. It's, it's the same way that when you eat things in the natural. Anything that you want to, to benefit from to get absorbed into your body, you, you've first got to break it down before you can make use of it. Before you can absorb it, you have to break it down and then absorb it. So if I had an apple here on the table with me, it would have you know, calories, carbohydrates, I don't know, whatever is in an apple. If I wanted to get that so I could actually make use of it, use the energy, get the nutrients out of it, it wouldn't do me any good until I first broke it down and then absorbed it. Everything in your body, your your muscles and your fat, your bones, your organs, all of that has come out of food that you first had to break down and then absorb and it's become become who you are. Again, same way with the word of God. We've got to absorb it, get it in us. It becomes who we are, but first we, we have to, to absorb it. It happens through, through meditation. In the parable of the sower, Jesus talks about the, the sower goes out and he throws seed all over. Some of that seed fell on the path where eventually birds came and stole it away. It wasn't, it wasn't just the bird's fault. It wasn't just that the birds were bad, that they stole the seed away. It was also partially the fault of the soil that that seed was lost. Jesus breaks it down and tells us that the bird represents the, the devil. So the, devil, the birds are bad. But he also says that the seed is the word of God and that the soil is me and you, it's us. It's how we respond to the word of God. So it wasn't just the the fault of the birds, it was the fault of the soil that it didn't get that word of God, didn't get the seed absorbed into it. Any seed, any word that's left on the surface is in danger of being being stolen away. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you, your word I've hidden in my heart. It doesn't say that your word that I've, I've read, it's good to read the word, but it's talking about something different. I've hidden it in my heart. I've absorbed it. You can't even see it anymore. Again, with that apple illustration, if I had an apple in my hand, you could see it. But if I got it into me where I could uh, absorb the nutrients and make use of it, you couldn't see it anymore. It'd be hidden on the inside of me. So he's not talking about just having a Bible or reading a Bible. When you talk about hiding it in your heart, that's another level. He's talking about absorbing it. And we do that through meditation, thinking about it, focusing on it, going over and over, muttering it to ourselves, repeating the word of God. So that's the first benefit I want to talk about. It becomes ingrained in you. The second one is that meditating on the word of God is a way to receive revelation. The primary way God speaks to us is through his word. And the more time you spend with the word, the more time he's going to speak to you. There's a direct ratio between the amount that God speaks to you and the amount of time you spend in his word. And when you spend time meditating on the word, you begin to see things that you never saw before. You begin to understand things that you never understood before. There's a place near where I live in West Virginia called Seneca Rocks. It's a big rock formation sticking out of the side of a hill. And uh, I like to take my family there. You can hike there. You can go to a little nature center. You can swim in the creek. There's a little swimming hole, those kinds of things. So we go there almost, almost every summer. We take a trip there. And on the way there a couple of miles away, there starts to be some spots where you can see Seneca Rocks in the distance. You can start to catch little glimpses of it. And when we're about to that point, sometimes we'll play a game in the car. I'll play it with my kids. We'll have a little contest. Who can see Seneca Rocks first? Who can be the first one to spot it? There's not a whole lot of skill involved in winning that contest. It's basically whoever keeps looking, at, looking for it that if they get distracted by something else or if they get bored with the game, they just give up, that they're not going to win. But the person who keeps on looking, they're gonna be the one that sees it first. I've had, I've had times where I've shared with someone else something that I saw in the word of God and they've they've responded and said, how did you see that? How were you able to get that? I've read that passage before. I never saw that in the Word of God before. It it's not a matter of intellect. It's not really a matter of skill. It's just that I kept I kept looking and so I observed it. And that's one of the ways that revelation comes, is you just continue to look at the Word of God. You continue to focus on it and you receive, you receive revelation that you just you see it that's one of the ways that God speaks to us is through light that you see something that you never saw before he enlightens our our heart it's like when you walk into a dark room and flip on a light switch and you see that there's a couch in there you just you see it it wasn't that you figured it out because of your intellect it wasn't a matter of skill you just see it and God shows us things from the word of God through, through meditation it's just a matter of continuing to look at his at his word Habakkuk Habakkuk chapter two, verse one says this, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. That's a prophet talking about getting revelation from God, and he's he's determined, he says, I'm gonna set myself up on my watch, I'm gonna continue to look, I'll continue to watch so I can see what God is going to say to me. He wanted to get revelation, and he knew that it was a matter of focus, continuing to look into the word of God. Meditation is one of the ways that we can receive light, receive revelation and understanding, not just reading the word and then going away, but keeping it in our heart, continuing to maul it over, think about it, chew on it, break it down. So first benefit we talked about, it becomes ingrained in us. The second one is that it is a way to receive revelation, to see things that you never saw before. Again, not by how smart you are figuring it out, but you begin to see things just because you continue to look. You don't get distracted. You don't get bored. You don't give up. The third one, very simply, is a person who meditates on God's word qualifies themselves for the promises of success that we find in the Bible. So let me read you from Psalm chapter one. First few verses of Psalm chapter one, it says this, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. It's an amazing blessing that God's word promises to a person who participates in something specific, that he meditates on the word of God, on the law of God, day and night. What's it talking about? They're thinking about it in the night. They're thinking about it when they wake up. They're meditating. That that word in this passage in the Hebrew literally means to mumble or to repeat it over and over. They're keeping it on their mind. They're continuing to give God's word attention. Think about these benefits. He shall be like a tree, big and strong, planted by rivers of water, well-nourished, well-taken care of, brings forth fruit in its season. He's productive, fruitful. Leaf does not wither continues to do well, everything that he does, everything that she does prospers. That's an amazing promise, to prosper, to succeed in everything that you do. That's God's word towards people who meditate on the word of God. Another promise from God's word, I already read it. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Again, hiding it in your heart through meditation, that's a promise attached to it. That I might not sin against you again it has to do with success and prospering because sin sin destroys people sin sets people back sin takes people off the course that God has for them it ruins marriages it ruins businesses that if i'm if I'm meditating on god's word if i 'm hiding it in my heart i 'm not going to cheat on my spouse i 'm not going to embezzle funds from my my company, or my place of work. I'm not gonna get involved in some crime that's gonna take me backwards instead of forwards. If I hide God's word in my heart, the promise that we have in that verse is it's gonna prevent me from falling in to sin. Another promise, Joshua chapter one, verse eight. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. That there's a way that you, the responsibility is on you and I, that you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. What's he talking about? Again, somebody who meditates on the word of God day and night, you can make your way prosperous. Let me read one more passage and then we'll pray. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. So this isn't just an Old Testament thing. This is Paul talking to Timothy in the New Testament. Verse 15, he says, Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. I love that line. Your progress may be evident, that there's evidence. You don't have to tell people how well you're doing and it's not just your, your mom who thinks everything that you do is great. That your progress, the fact that you're doing well, you're advancing, you're succeeding, you're moving forward. There's evidence. Everyone's well aware of it. You don't have to tell them, yes, we know you're doing good. Yes, we know you're having success. Everyone, it's, it's plain to see. How does somebody get to a point where their progress is obvious? There is evidence. Everyone can see the evidence of it. Well, that instruction starts with meditate. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. Why? So that your progress may be evident to all. So the first benefit is going to get in you. you're going to, it's going to be ingrained in you. The second one is you're going to have revelation. you're going to have light come forth that you've never saw before from the Word of God. And the third one is you will qualify yourself for success. That's what the Bible promises. Let, let me pray for you, Father, we love you. Father, I thank you for your word. And I ask that you would give each one of us fresh grace to be people who, who don't just read and know about it, but we would meditate on it day and night. Father, I pray for each person listening to this. God, that we would see each of these benefits play out in our lives. Father, your word would become so ingrained in us. We know your word is living and active, that it would live through us. It would live in us, become a part of who we are. Just the way that we operate is according to your word. Father, I pray for fresh revelation and understanding just to spill out in our lives. God, we would see things, fresh revelation, secrets from your word would become known to us through meditation. And God, that we would be people who our way is prosperous, that we have good success, God, that we, we never fall into sin, that everything we do would prosper, that our progress would be evident to all. Lord, we bring you glory. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me on here. We'll see you next time.